The race is on. Our competition tonight is tougher than ice cold beef jerky. So let's get things started. Racers, start your engines. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch this weekend, Friday, April 2nd through Sunday, April 4th. We're counting down the weekend's top five must-see picks from TV and movies, but first, your entertainment headlines. In unexpected news, NBC announced that Snoop Dogg will serve as Mega Mentor on the current season of The Voice. The rapper will join coaches Cully Clarkson, Blake Shelton, John Legend, and Nick Jonas to mentor their teams as they prepare for the knockout rounds starting Monday, April 19th. And in news about things you won't get to watch, Warner Brothers has pulled the plug on two highly anticipated DC movies that were in development. Ava DuVernay's New Gods film and James Wan's planned Aquaman spinoff, The Trench. That one would have had more of a horror vibe, exploring monsters that dwell on the ocean floor. Not all is lost, though. Juan is working on Aquaman 2 and an animated Aquaman series for HBO Max. DuVernay's New Gods would have centered on that comic book series, race of technologically advanced celestial beings that live on opposite planets, the vibrant New Genesis and the fiery apocalypse. For other news, reviews, interviews, and much more, head over to EW.com. And now let's wind our way over to our top five picks. First up, number five is a new and deeply sinister crime drama from Netflix, The Serpent. The show stars recent Golden Globe nominee Tahar Rahim as real-life conman Charles Sobrage and Doctor Who alum Jenna Coleman as his French-Canadian girlfriend Marie-Andre Leclerc. The two carried out a crime spree across Southeast Asia in the 1970s, drugging and robbing Western tourists before killing them. When a Dutch diplomat begins to investigate, he sets off a chain of events that ultimately sees Sobrage become Interpol's most wanted man. Think of it as Bonnie and Clyde, but with more of a globetrotting feel. As part of that globetrotting, Coleman had to master a French accent and dialogue in less than a month. She recently discussed her preparation for the role with EW's Ruth Kinane. How can I describe it? It was like a trifle. <laughs> layer upon layer upon layer. So it was like getting the phonetics down first and then like and then getting the emotion of the scene and understanding the scene and then understanding where, you know, listening, listening, kind of so you understand what the other actor is coming at you with. Right, right, and right. kind of getting it into the character and then getting to the point where you can split out of English, French, English, French and play the scene and, and, and know it so well that you can forget about it. It may have been like a trifle, but learning a dialect that quickly is no trifle. You can see how Coleman's work paid off in The Serpent on Netflix now. Now let's head to the office, virtually of course, for our number four pick. Hulu's new documentary, We Work, or the making and breaking of a $47 billion unicorn, tells the story of the rise and fall of the shared workspace company We Work and how it became one of the biggest corporate implosions in recent history. Led by hippie Messianic CEO Adam Newman, the company went from multi-billion dollar startup to historic disaster in just a few years. And this doc explains how it all happened. Here's a preview. A friend of mine called me up and said, there's this new thing, I can't tell you anything about it right now. 
Adam told me I was going to be a millionaire. We work wanted to become the next Facebook, the next Google. It became this poster child for this growing trend of flexible offices. They had already reached a billion dollar valuation. WeWork was the most overvalued company in the world. They were willing to spend any amount of money. When I say they're serving alcohol, they are serving alcohol. Make some noise! Everything about WeWork was propaganda. For God's sakes, they're running desks. Well, get ready for a wild, and in case you couldn't tell, pretty candid ride. WeWork, or the making and breaking of a $47 billion unicorn, is streaming on Hulu now. In lieu of our usual What You Watchin' segment, today we're switching things up with a throwback to the first ever episode of EW's Quarren Stream. The precursor to our current What To Watch video series debuted one year ago today, although it feels like 10 years, on April 2nd, 2020. It was a very different world back then. We'd been in quarantine for less than a month, HBO Max hadn't yet launched, and Quibi was about to hit smartphones everywhere. Remember Quibi? Let's take a trip down memory lane. Hey everyone, welcome to Quarren Stream, the show where Entertainment Weekly's writers and editors are sharing with you the things they're watching from the comfort of their home. I'm senior TV editor Jared Hall, and joining me today are TV critic Darren Franich, staff writer Devin Kogan, and staff writer Chancellor Agard. Hey guys, how are you doing? Hey, hey. good. <laughs> Hanging in there, yeah. <laughs> it's so weird not seeing everyone in the office, but I'm glad we have technology to be able to communicate and, and see human life. <laughs> Until it turns on us. That is true. <laughs> Sorry, I'm watching which person of interest. Oh. Chance, Chance, this is the irony is that now technology turning on us doesn't seem that bad by comparison. Oh. <laughs> right, like I welcome our, our robot overlords. Uh, could you tell we were still figuring out how to do Zoom? Well, you can check out that full episode over on EW's YouTube channel for Devin, Chance, and Darren's recommendations for comfort viewing, something we could all still use in our lives, I'm sure. Here we are in April, and Oscar night is still three weeks away. Thanks, COVID. But Sunday will bring another major stop on the award season train, and our number three pick, the 27th Screen Actors Guild Awards, will honor the best film and TV performances of 2020 as chosen by the members of SAG-AFTRA, in a ceremony that's typically a strong precursor of the Academy's choices. In fact, this year's Best Actor category matches up exactly with the Oscars. Expect Chadwick Boseman to win that one for his performance in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. On the film side, we'll also probably see wins for Promising Young Woman's Carrie Mulligan, Borat's Maria Bakalova, and Judas and the Black Messiah's Daniel Kaluuya. In TV, we expect Schitt's Creek and The Crown to take top prizes, while Michaela Cole and Anya Taylor-Joy will duke it out in the Best Actress in a TV Miniseries category. Also, keep your eye out for a new sketch starring Jason Sudeikis and the cast of Ted Lasso. Here's a little preview of that. Okay, y'all, let's focus up. We got a big night ahead of us. It's the SAG Awards, and we are nominated for Outstanding Performance by an Ensemble in a Comedy Series. How about that? I'm gonna shoot you straight. Our competition tonight is tougher than ice cold beef jerky. Who we got, coach? Dead to me, the flight attendant, the great Schitt's Creek. Oh my God. 
Uh, who knows? Never count out Ted Lasso or the possibility of a few surprises. The SAG Awards get underway on Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern on TBS and TNT. It's trivia time. Chadwick Boseman set a SAG Awards record this year with four film nominations, including a double nomination for Best Film Cast for Defy Floods and Ma Rainey. But which of these actors was the first to receive a double nod in that category? Meryl Streep, Ed Harris, or Terrence Howard? Stick around for the answer. Our top two picks and soundbite of the week are coming up. What to Watch will be right back. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. Awards campaigns aren't the only campaigns currently underway. If you've been keeping up with NBC's Young Rock, you'll know that the show follows a version of Dwayne Johnson running for president in the year 2032. In this week's episode, Johnson announced his running mate, General Monica Jackson, played by Rosario Dawson. It wasn't an obvious choice, though. The general hasn't exactly been a fan of his in the past, as you'll hear in our soundbite of the week. But General Jackson endorsed your opponent, Senator Taft. That's right, she did, and General Jackson and I have had many differences of opinion in the past. She said your remake of Matilda lacked the necessary violence to be entertaining. And that was not one of them. I completely agree with General Jackson on that one. For the record, uh, Johnson is not currently attached to a remake of Matilda, but we would totally watch that. Young Rock airs Tuesdays at 8 p.m. on NBC. Shifting gears from young rock to young would-be rock stars. Is that anything? Regardless, our number two pick is American Idol. We have our top 24 after last week's showstopper round, including frontrunners like Chase Beckham, Willie Spence, and Casey Bishop. And seriously, if all of them don't make it to the semifinals, we'd be very surprised. In the meantime, this week marks the return of all-star duets, which sees contestants perform with celebrity guests for a chance to make it to the live shows. This season's celebs include Jewel, season five idol runner-up Catherine McPhee, Brian McKnight, and Josh Groban. Talk about some powerhouse vocalists. Hopefully the contestants won't be too intimidated. Now, I recently spoke to Idol judges Katy Perry, Lionel Richie, and Luke Bryan, along with host Ryan Seacrest and mentor Bobby Bones, and I asked them how they thought they would fare as contestants. Take a listen. I'd probably make it to Hollywood week, and then I'd probably get intimidated by you know, these huge, huge voices and be like, I'm out, I'm taking my guitar and I'm going elsewhere. I can probably answer my question. It would probably be, I would pass out on the first audition um, <laughs> and probably never even see Hollywood week or any week because once you once you get psyched out with that voice over here or that voice over there, you go, ah, I'm out, I'm gone, <laughs> no way. <laughs> 
Oh, I, I'm top 10, baby. I'm top 10. <laughs> That's the attitude. There you go. Confidence is key, you guys. You can check out a portion of that interview on the latest episode of our What to Watch video series coming this weekend. And the full interview is on EW.com. American Idol takes the stage Sunday at 8 p.m. on ABC. Now let's sashay over to our number one pick, RuPaul's Drag Race. We're entering the home stretch of season 13, as this week's episode will determine our top four queens. Only Gottmik, Candy Muse, Olivia Lux, Rosé, and Simone remain after Utica's departure last week. They'll need to summon their acting skills for this week's challenge, but we'll let RuPaul explain. Here's a clip from the episode. Now, America's Next Track superstar needs to have the star power to outshine her competitors. So, for this week's Maxi Challenge, you'll all be starring in the new sci-fi adventure, Canny, I Shrunk the Drag Queens. <laughs> Word. Now, this special effects extravaganza takes place on the Drag Race set, where you'll be portraying Teeny, teeny, tiny drag queens Fine. fighting for your very survival. <laughs> now, this, of course, has been based on a true story, but the names have been changed to protect the guilty. First, there's Dominique Perignon, the mean one. She's power hungry and a little cray cray. Then there's Margarita, the smart one. She's sexy and a natural born leader. Then there's Brandy, the sarcastic one a real wisecracker. And then there's Chardonnay, the whiny one. And last but not least, Ginger Ale, the dumb one. She's real sweet and real stupid. Ooh, well, there's going to be drama in more than one sense of the word this week. And we haven't even mentioned, by the way, that tonight's guest star is Black Widow herself, Scarlett Johansson. What acting wisdom will she have to share with the queens? And whose star will shine the brightest? Tune in to VH1 at 8 p.m. tonight to find out. And finally this weekend, the answer to our trivia question. Which of these actors was the first to receive a double nomination for the SAG Award for Best Film Cast? Meryl Streep, Ed Harris, or Terrence Howard? We'll give you some space if you didn't get this one right. The answer is Ed Harris, who was nominated as part of the cast of both Apollo 13 and Nixon in 1996. Actor David Paymer also received a double nod in the category that year for Nixon and Get Shorty, but only Harris took home a trophy for Apollo 13, which won the top prize. That's our show for this weekend. We'll have more news and must-see picks for you on Monday, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm senior TV editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great weekend. What to Watch. What to Watch is written by Tyler Aquilina, edited and produced by Joshua Heller, produced and hosted by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Shana Naomi Krokmal and Carly Usden.